Welcome to this week's episode of Lockdown at the Loft with me, your host, Peter E. Davidson. And no, we, yeah, the, the smooth, the smooth talking just doesn't, no, it doesn't work with me. So we'll, we, we'll just cut back to normal. So hello, welcome to Lockdown at the Loft with me, your host, old two thumbs McGinty himself, Peter E. Davidson. Welcome you to episode four. That, that looks, episode four, that looks better. That's like, that's some sort of weird rap thing. Four um, of lockdown at the loft. Uh, yeah, we're still here. We're still in lockdown, so um, we're still going. And um, I'm just sitting here, folks, having a little morning coffee and uh, recording these links. So I hope you're doing okay. I say uh, morning coffee. Who knows? Uh, the, the, for all you know, this could be bourbon. It, oh, uh, this this mightn't even be morning. Just don't know. Days have all melted, so I hope you're doing okay. I hope you're doing okay out there. Uh, I said this is episode four. I'm sorry we weren't here last week. We had a little bit of uh, technical difficulties, as you can see. I'm in uh, the lovely, lovely Donegal at the moment, but unfortunately, last week, uh, Seamus, the Donegal internet hamster, uh, died of the Rona. So unfortunately, we had no real internet connection to bring you um, ep- the, an episode last week. So um, we're back again, and uh, everything will be um, running smoothly, hopefully, and we'll be able to bring you some of the best acts, telling you all the stories of uh, dying on their hole so you can laugh at other people. Seems a simple enough uh, simple enough show premise, and hopefully you're all going to enjoy it. And we have another brilliant lineup of acts for you this week. We have the likes of Rory McSwiggan, uh, a.k.a. Les Is More from... Um, a chicken box comedy. We also have Darren McKay, uh, aka the bus driver guy. Uh, we have Jordan Robinson, aka Jordan Robinson. Um, <laughs> we also have a fantastic headline act for you this week in the form of a brilliant, brilliant Scottish comedian Billy Kirkwood. Uh, definitely one of our favourite acts ever to play the club. So, um, yeah, sounds good. As you know, the format is this I come on, I uh, drink coffee. Uh, wave my hands about you know a bit of action bit of bit of vitality i also forget words as you can see just happened and then i go and now i don't go that would just be weird Uh, and then we bring on one of our acts so let's kick this off let's get this started folks uh we didn't have a episode for you last week so without further ado let's go and let's bring you none other said than the absolutely fantastic rory mcswiggan um rory is a mainstay in the, the dairy comedy scene he is the host of a weekly open mic that has given lots of people chances to perform new comedy he also is a funny 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 guy so please enjoy Rory McSwiggan everybody hi Peter thanks for asking me to do this bad gigs bad gigs bad gig hey oh Jesus Maria and Joseph is life not a series of bad gigs there's no bad gigs going on at the minute you do realize this oh no. um but this this one should be good um no audience no talkers no chatters no loud voice drink order people's no magella sitting in the front row, a stone face on her and her WKD. I um, think I may actually have caused this lockdown though, um, put a bit of a curse on people because the last time I responded to a heckler, I told her that um, a quite a loud woman in the sound of Sunflower Bar in Belfast, I told her um, that she I could see a very good future for her sitting in the house. 
And now look at us. Um, but it's funny, I don't actually mind bad gigs. Because I, for a long time I did serious performance art. I was a performance artist. That's art spelt A-R, capitals with a small T. And street theatre. And if you do street theatre, and you just you walk up and down Derry Street with, for example, a, a mobile phone cell taped to a big board with four people carrying it with stone faces. Um, you don't really care. <laughs> You're getting used to funny looks and stone faces. Um, but uh, I think bad gigs happen whenever you try to suit yourself to the gig and you don't be yourself. Um, we would also be booked for things like conferences, conferences on poverty conferences on trauma and uh, we would we would do things like we would listen to the conference and then we would feed back your words feed back your words back your words back your words back your words to you in a playback sort of format very serious um so uh but the people who booked us for those kind of gigs would also actually book fun child friendly family events and um, we went along to one of these, the Carnival of Colours, um, now a brilliant thing run by Inner Space. Um, but it started out as a brilliant thing, but a smaller scale brilliant thing. And uh, we went along to that and said, oh God, they're not going to like us. We better do something different. We better dress up in sort of um, uh, clown costumes. And uh, so we did our serious esoteric uh, performance art, spitting up people's words in uh, clown costumes. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that didn't work. Stone faces again. Um, uh, Hyde Park Corner, anyone been to Hyde Park Corner? I did a speech in Hyde Park Corner. Well, it wasn't quite Hyde Park Corner. Some guy in London decided he would set up a new Hyde Park Corner um, to the left of Hyde Park Corner, actually literally to the left, as well as metaphorically to the left as well. And um, I ended up doing a speech about uh, TVs. And uh, this is the time when um, people all had big TVs and were throwing away all their other TVs and um, uh, there were TVs, just like big TVs and people got these big TVs and I decided this was terrible and threw away society and people should repair their own TVs and I did a big speech about this and then this girl got up and said no you shouldn't do that because um, my brother was electrocuted trying to fix the TV so that kind of put paid to my um, TV speech about repairs and things. But um, who remembers the city of culture? 2013, London Connection again. People from London actually came here to Derry to see our wonderful culture. Why wouldn't they? And uh, these are friends of mine. Two friends of mine came over who were Jewish people. And um, I was headlining that night in the Millennium Forum, not the actual stage, more like a place around the back. You had to walk through different corridors to get to. And, um, but it was a good gig and um, that night these two Jewish people sat in the audience and they were like oh this would be great but they were actually subjected to um, quite a lot of n-wordery, p-wordery and general bigotry or bigotry, the alphabet of bigotry um, so that was good um, and um, they haven't been back seven years uh, so tomorrow the story people I think Sit in the house if you don't want a bad gig. Thank you. So Rory McSwiggin there, everybody. So thank you very much for that, Rory. Um, yeah, this is definitely coffee. It's not bourbon. Because see the intro that we did uh, to the very first section? That took me 12, 12 takes to get that. Um, don't, don't ever do a, a podcast uh, hungover. That's my 
advice for your kids. Stay in school. Don't stay in school. You can't stay in school, but you just, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is it's not it's not easy is anyone else just having quarantine brain at the moment where uh trying to focus on anything it's just like you go okay let's do and then you just spend half an hour going well we're not going to spend half an hour doing that hopefully well you might do it whilst watching this instead we're just going to kick on with some amazing acts to any more tales of woe um so we're just going to kick on with uh with a brilliant brilliant act who uh, we've had a few times at the club and definitely when we're up and running we're going to have back again he played at one of my favorite ever nights that we had uh at the club which was the night that demo clark was headlining at every act that night, kicked it out of the park, uh, especially this guy. Um, he's absolutely brilliant, uh, and it's Jordan Robinson, everybody. Hey guys, uh, my name's Jordan Robinson. I'm a stand-up comedian from uh, Belfast, and uh, Peter uh, got a hold of me and asked me if I could share a story of a time I died on stage. Um, fortunately enough for me, uh, there hasn't been any like complete horror stories of times that I've died on stage. Uh, which is quite fortunate. Um, so I kind of had to uh, think about all the different kind of scenarios that I've been on on stage. And um, I've got this one story, and it's not exactly a story of something that went wrong, but it's it's something that had the potential to be one of the worst nights of my life. Um, so I, I, I would say halfway through last year, uh, I got uh, booked to do a uh, charity event in, I think it was Antrim, in the courthouse. Um, and there was a bunch of other comedians on the bill, and I was uh, asked to fill in for someone that pulled out. Uh, so that was great, and I'd never gigged in Antrim, so I was, you know, pretty excited to do it. Uh, so I didn't even check what the uh, charity fundraiser was for. I just said, yes, I'll do it, no problem. And um, so I get in the car, go down with a car full of comedians. It's me, Magic George, Sean Talavasa, and Sherry G. Davidson. And uh, we head down in the car. We get there plenty of time. Uh, it's it's a lot nicer than the normal places that you know uh, you find yourself doing stand up comedy in. Um, so basically, before the whole gig, I kind of like to structure what I'm going to say because I have I split my set into two different sections. Once just like normal kind of you know, run-of-the-mill material that I do. And then the other section would be one-liners, um, which you kind of, like, kind of construct so that they come off, I don't know, funnier? Um, so, uh, people were going up. I was on in the second half, and <laughs> I, uh, I was, I do this joke, um, where it has the word abortion in it. Uh, and in the one-liners, I, I think it's one of the funnier one-liners. So I leave it to close on, and uh, I was I was talking to uh, Dave Elliott, who was on that night as well. If uh, it would be, you know, do you think this one would go down well? And uh, he was like, "Do you know what this uh, fundraiser is all about?" And I was like, "Some something to do with a hospital? I don't know. I don't really know the details." And uh, Dave then informed me that it was uh, for neonatal healthcare. So. I mean, like, it could have gone a lot worse than it did, but thank God it didn't. Um, I'll put a clip of me doing the actual joke uh, at the end, so you can see what could have happened. Um, but after that gig, we had also been booked by the same person. Uh, a couple of other comedians were booked to go do a bar, which is like literally right beside 
um, the courthouse, which was pretty handy, so you get two gigs in one night, you get paid for both. Um, actually, did I? I can't remember if it's, I don't think I actually did get paid because it was a charity thing. Uh, but yeah, ended up going to this gig and I had a great gig in the courthouse and I was raring to go. Um, it was kind of like, you know, you just get that adrenaline rush and you're, yeah, like, you think you're going to kill next time you get back on stage. And um, I didn't realize that it was every single person from <laughs> the courthouse just <laughs> went into the pub. And then I'm there to do another set of the same material that I did in the courthouse. So that didn't go down too well. Um, you know, listening to the same, what, 15 minutes of jokes. Uh, just, you know, ended up talking to the comedians that were in the front row. And it was excruciating. So, you know, really great gig in the courthouse. Really dodged a bullet. And then, I don't know, how to pay for my sins in the bar beside it. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much my story of... Uh, how I nearly upset a room full of people and myself. Uh, I'm uh, on Facebook, Instagram, all that at uh, Jordan Robinson Comedy. Uh, it would be nice if you could share and like and do all that kind of stuff. Um, and obviously, uh, as soon as anything is lifted in terms of crowd gatherings and stuff like that, please, please, please support your local comedians. Please. <laughs> I want guitar lessons. <laughs> okay, final last joke. Final joke. Uh, what's the difference between a United Ireland and an abortion? Fucking love how quiet I guess when I was fucking saying that. Uh, my mum didn't want a United Ireland in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nor does she want one now. She's very Protestant. Guys, you've been having a lovely appreciate Jordan Robinson, everybody. Yay! Yeah, cool. Yay! <laughs> I don't know what that is at the end. Hey! It's more, it's more flamenco, isn't it? It's like, hey, Jordan! Hey! Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm losing it. Yep, I am losing it. I need more coffee. Um, eighth cup. Eighth cup today. Still still not. Do you like my, do you like my quarantine beard? I'm, I'm trying to go all... Uh, all Jumanji on it. I want to, as soon as the lockdown's lifted, just for, to run out in the street and just go, what year is it? That's my, um, that's my plan. It, yeah, it just looks very, looks very puby, doesn't it? Not, uh, it's not as stylish as I, as I thought it might be. Gonna stop talking about my face, okay? Uh, particularly for anybody who's listening to the audio podcast of this, which is available on Podbean and, uh, on Apple iTunes, so... Subscribe if you wish. Uh, we, <laughs> if you wish, that's how dedicated I am uh, at the moment. And I am a great salesman. I'm a great salesman. But I will sell you this next act, uh, who's a big, um, a, a big part of of our family at uh, Last at the Loft and Brickworks. Um, this guy has been there behind the scenes from. Early, early on, and has uh, in the past few years turned to stand-up comedy, and uh, yeah, it's just always a delight to see. Um, if you're ever up at our club, you might know him as the guy who's either uh, doing the door or occasionally the guy who's on stage, um, and usually the guy who uh, is trying not to get sued by his 
company he works for by uh, defaming them on stage. Uh, I'll not name which company he probably might in his segment, so uh, I'll just give it over to the absolutely fantastic, uh, brilliant and a good, good friend of mine, Darren McKay, everybody. Hello, Peter. Uh, Thanks for having me on uh, Lockdown at the Loft, uh, talking about... uh, bad gigs and dying on your hole. Uh, I've had a few bad gigs, but the worst one, uh, well, um, actually, the, I was kind of toss up between two gigs. Uh, one was in Ardmore Island, and uh, we ended up playing, uh, nine comedians playing to uh, uh, two young families and uh, two Glaswegians, but, and we ended up, half the comedians couldn't go on because they didn't have uh, appropriate material for young children lucky enough um, uh, guy came up to me and worked and says read this joke or would he hear that joke and they were all dad jokes so I was able to tell them you know like uh, did you hear about the magic tractor uh, turned on their field you know that kind of thing so that was interesting but the worst gig I had was actually chicken box um one night, um, I think we normally put a, a piano across uh, the block access f- from people walking past the axe into the bar. So uh, yeah, this one night we forgot to put the piano across. And while one of the acts was performing, this lunatic walked in with her partner and she was carrying a six foot stuffed gorilla, which should have set off alarm bells straight away but uh she seemed to when she was walking past the the act the, the act that was on uh she seemed to be responding to just random words as if the comedian was actually talking to them you know like uh ghosts oh i don't believe in ghosts or spiders oh i love spiders but as she was walking past you know she was told to shush and she she sat down the back with her partner and then she got up and had the loudest uh, drinks order. Uh, <laughs> she basically was talk- standing near the bar, talking to her partner at the back of the room, going, John, what's what's that drink I like? And what's that beer you take? And uh, no, I don't like that. No, no. What I wonder what they have. And uh, this was like full, drowning out the act, you know, and she was told to shush again. Didn't didn't register, just kept going. And then she finally sat down and the next act was on and she was being disruptive, talking about this and that and the other full-scale conversation going on at the back and then responding to random words that each act was saying. And <laughs> so eventually, um, <laughs> let out a belt, uh, a roar and she had to fuck up, basically. And the whole audience applauded, and they, everybody was be, telling them basically, shut the fuck up. No. Kept going. And finally, we we had a, we had a, have a few conversations with her, we, and uh, she agreed then that she was going to be good and keep her mouth shut. And all the rest. So we got her at one stage. Then I was up. I was the I was the headline. I got up. She was sitting right at the front, looking at me. Her partner was still down the back. So she was sitting up, and I was oh, right. 
Mary, are you, are you going to be quiet? Aye, aye. Are you going to listen to whatever you have to say? Aye, aye, grand. But then it dawned on me where I remembered her from. I say I work for a major bus company and I, I work in a, the ticket office. And it dawned on me then, she came in one day and asked, uh, uh, you're doing a bus to the Balmoral show? And I go, oh, yeah, yeah. And she, uh, she says, as much as it? And I says, well, it's, say, £18 uh, for the bus and the ticket under the show. Or just £12 if you just want the bus, if you already have a ticket. She's off for it. She went, what if you just want to go up and then go on the show and just have a look around? And would I have to pay? And I said, well, you're going under the show. Ah, but I'm not going to do nothing. I just want to have a look around. Uh, and I said, well, you still have to pay to get up. Oh, for God's sake. As if it was my fault. But anyway, so she sat up the front and she she sort of was a wee bit quiet and wasn't too bad. And then uh, there's a part in my act where I... Uh, uh, mention uh, a guy comes on and he, what he basically does is he, he ballet dances past everybody in the queue and he goes right up to me at the, the kiosk and he goes right up to the window and he goes when's the next boss day Grancha and I'll explain that Grancha is a local uh, uh, psychiatric institution in Derry so the local people got that joke but she looked and she went, I love Grancha. She says, there's three meals a day and they treat you really well. Okay. Uh, so that was basically it. And well, what happened after that was that uh, she lit up a cigarette in the, in the bar and the bar staff asked her to leave and she was able to call the police. And uh, they were... <laughs> She said, I didn't know you couldn't smoke in the bar and blah, blah, blah. And, all this. and she refused to leave and she was called the police or whatever. So eventually barman had a bright idea of uh, giving her a tenner and telling her uh, if she takes a tenner and fuck off, she can, you know, that's grand. So she took a tenner, walked out the door and two minutes later she was back in again. So that was it. Well, thanks Peter for having me. Uh, and uh, it's nice to get to tell this story during because uh, I've nothing else to do really you know with this lockdown you're counting the days now is what day is it uh, it's uh, 342 bog rolls so it must be a Saturday so thanks very much good night Darren McKay everybody so yay um, yeah I've <laughs> This is the fifth time I've tried to film this link as well because every time I do it and I start to clap, it just looks like this. And that that that's insane. <laughs> it's just insane. So um, yeah, please, please, I give Darren a, a round of applause. Y you know how to clap. It's apparently I don't, but but you all at home, I, I look. That just looks like Trump giving a press conference. <laughs> Disinfectant. You know, it's um, not. <laughs> not not advisable. I am losing it. I am. I really am losing it. Um, but 
I will keep it together enough to, to bring this episode home and land it properly so that you can enjoy our headline act of the evening. Folks, we have, uh, again, it means so much. I, I uh, Every week I ask a number of comedians if they'll send in a video. And it's, you know, it's all, they're, they're all doing it for free. They're sending these videos to help just, uh, A, keep the club alive and, and keep you guys entertained, you know. So means a lot means an absolute lot and i sent i sent this out to uh, an act that we absolutely loved uh we had a number of times back in the mason's comedy club days uh and we were supposed to have him back last year but uh, it, there was a, a change of dates and he couldn't quite make it but again anytime we can get this guy back we will get him back because uh he always goes down a storm and he's such a nice guy um and he's yeah, one of our favorite live acts in the club, um, all the way from the, that Scotland, all the way, you see, we're not, we've gone international now, uh, all the way from that Scotland, it's the one and only, please, you know how to clap, but just give it as much as you can, just go for it, it's the one and only, <laughs> I'm gone, it's the one and only Billy Kirkwood, everybody. How you doing guys, it's Billy Kirkwood here, relax, I've never fucking heard of me either. You want to talk about gigs where you've died in your ass? It's part of comedy. Doesn't happen very often. Do you know, I've done some gigs in some fucking weird places. I did a gig in a, a prison where uh, basically I was probably the closest thing to a woman that they'd seen in quite some time. I did a gig when Madonna was in the audience, right? I did a gig when Madonna was in the audience. Uh, not a prisoner though. Oh, good head that way. Madonna was in the audience and all the other comedians were so bloody excited. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you find Madonna attractive? No, of course you don't. We have pointy face and old man hands. We're getting a wank of a kestrel. But if you want to know a story of a gig that I did, let me tell you this one. First of all, we've all done charity gigs. And the thing is with charity gigs, you want to give up your time for nothing. You want to support the charity. You want to have a good time. This gig was huge, right? This was in front of about a thousand people at a place called the Crown Plaza here in Glasgow. Let me explain first of all what happened. I'm not going to give the charity a hard time. But they set me down a couple of days beforehand and go, do you want me to host or you just want me to do a set? I've got a bunch of comedians doing set and some sports sportsmen making uh, speeches, which is always a good, always a good way to start, I think. So they say, no, 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 we're going to have a hosted by Jim White. Now, if you don't know who Jim White is, he's probably seen him in Sky Sports. He's, he's saying, how you doing? It's uh, Jim White here and quite a rammy taking place uh, to Anfield. One of those guys. That's how he talks. It's not a real Scottish accent. It's not a real Scottish accent. And football sucks anyway. I like wrestling. And the League of Fandom, we're right at the bottom. You know what's right? It goes like movies, music, Star Wars, Star Trek, wrestling fans, right? And I know for a fact there will be at least one Star Trek fan fucking livid up at it in that order. You know what's below wrestling the League of Fandom? You know what's below wrestling? Twilight, right? You know what's below that? Pedophiles, and I know for a fact there'll be at least one pedophile watching this. Fucking raging up in that order. So they say the audience, Jim hosts us every year. They absolutely oh, oh, they love Jim. They love Jim, and uh, we're gonna play some music, and he's gonna come in do a wee dance, and the place will be in hysterics. They'll love it, and he'll introduce you. And because of that, he's like, okay, this could go either way. So I turn up at the hotel. It's a black tie affair. These round tables. Now, any comedians listening to this already, I can practically hear their assholes puckering with panic, going, "This sounds abort. Get out. Abort." So we do the gig. Well, we don't do the gig. We sat down, have dinner, and they made us have dinner before the gig, and I. Fucking hate that. So we have dinner. Um, and they announced Jim White. So here's his big introduction. 
I go, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jim White. And I have never heard more booing and catcalling and they fucking hate Jim White. A, a man that I was talking to, a relatively docile fella, to the fucking hate you, Jim White! Boo! I'm gonna set fire to your house! I'm gonna murder your dog! Literally losing their mind as this guy's making his way to the stage. And then he's on, and he's ignoring it! He's acting like it's not happening! Like nothing's wrong! Like it's just, it's the gig of his life! It's, it's great to see so many people here. Quite a bit of banter on table 10 tonight. Oh, you're giving it me time. I hear you, Jim White. I'm going to kill your cat. The whole night. So finally it comes to bring me on. And I'm the first act on. I'm actually going away to do another gig. Um, so I come on and it goes... Barely all right. And not even all right. I die in my hope. There's no two ways about it. 15 minutes of absolute near ball ache silence and I am trying everything. I'm kicking and punching. It's like fucking a corpse. Just have nothing, not it, not that fucked a corpse. Fucking absolutely hee-haw. The bankers, the goodens, the belters, nothing. So I finished the gig, I said thank you very much. I said thank you to everyone else. And I head off like that's I just I fucked it. I fucked it. It's my fault. It's my fault. These things happen, happens to the best of us. Even some of the best strikers in the world have missed an open goal. And I cannot believe I mentioned football again, because like I did say, football sucks. Later on that night I decide to phone I decide to phone um one of the other acts that was on the gig. And I say, How did the how did the rest of the night go to pick up? And they went, You were the highlight. Can it be the highlight? I can't be the highlight. That's in that's like saying the best part of your weekend was getting stabbed. What what do you, what do you mean that was the highlight? It's like it got worse. It got worse. They literally started booing, going at everyone. I went, what, what about the sportsmen? What about the big the guys that are on the posters? Oh my god. Apparently one of the big speakers was a gentleman called Pat Nevin. Now, if you don't know who Pat Nevin is, I think he's played for Chelsea. He played for football clubs, Chelsea and all that type of thing. Gentleman broadcaster, I'm sure a fine man. They weren't even listening to Pat Nevin. Pat Nevin's coming on and they're just... And even he's going, shut the fuck up! And by then, it's it's dead. It's just completely over. And I, dynamite hurt mercilessly... Basically, having the fifth level of hell reach up and drag me down into the darkness. One of those deaths was the highlight of a charity gig raising money that all people turned up this is turned up to basically boo the poor people and boo the fucking acts. I'm sure there's been worse. Died in my hope of tea in the park while on stage in an empty tent watching the fun-loving criminals on the main stage and thinking, how did it come to this? But the majority of the gigs are good fun. The majority of the gigs are good laugh. And I hope you're all very well. And I hope you're staying safe. See you when the gigs come back online. Mwah! We are going to have ourselves great times, good laughs. See you later. <laughs> the absolutely fantastic Billy Kirk was there. So thank you very, very much, Billy, for sending that into us. Um, and that, that wraps up our show, folks. That wraps up our show. I can now go uh, drink another gallon of coffee and stare at a wall. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that because, as you can tell, I really need to do that. I really need to do that. Can we? Uh, can we hear? Can we hear? No, we can't hear. That's not how the internet works. Can we have uh, a massive round of applause for all the acts that we had on today's show? The absolutely brilliant Jordan Robinson, Rory McSwiggin, Darren McKay, and our headline act Billy Kirkwood. 
big, big thank you for, for all the acts for sending in their videos. A massive, even bigger thank you to all of you at home watching this. Last last week's video, or the last video we did, got over 7,500 views. Yeah. And, yeah, only 7,000 of those were because of Patty Raff. So that's great. <laughs> so thank you so much for that. Uh, I hope you're all taking care. I hope all the staff at Brickworks are taking care. I hope everybody in Derry is taking care. And uh, just big... Big shout out to, to my fams and my fams. Yeah, we'll, we'll wrap this up, Pete. We'll wrap this up and we'll just say good night, good night, uh, good day.